Hello and welcome to the Garage Talks podcast. My name is David and I'm a former CrossFit affiliate owner, trainer, and now your host. This is episode number five. All right, so on this episode, because it's uh, the week of the Olympics and also the week of the CrossFit Games, I felt that it's very appropriate to talk about um, supplements. So supplements, they are to supplement your diet and training. Um, I've uh, sampled and tested (laughs) quite a few in my day. Um, even some that uh, were over the counter that are now banned <laughs> and considered, uh, uh, in quotes, illegal <clears throat> or banned substances for that matter. I'm nothing too crazy, just some, uh, you know, like pre-workouts that had ephedrine or, or, or whatever that, you know, now is considered a, a, a banned or illegal substance. You know, nothing like uh, steroids or anabolics or anything for that matter. But still... Um, uh, talking about supplements and especially over-the-counter supplements there's a lot of things that we don't know um, or what go in to those uh, compounds and mixtures and proprietary blends so it's very important that you know and do a little bit of research again we have Google to understand what you're putting into your body um but obviously given experience and, and time and you know having a little bit more wisdom and obviously talking to people who know about supplements, i.e. nutritionists and, and um, people with experience. <clears throat> uh, I've, uh, I think that I've uh, limited my supplement use to what I consider the very basics. Um, have you said that the basics for me are creatine, for example, which again, um, there was a big, what I believe or commonly believe that um, was a loading phase that you needed that now you don't. Um, so again, there's a lot of uh, information about um, creatine. That's why I like it. It's one of the most studied supplements out there. So I think it's, uh, it's you know, quote, unquote, okay to take that. Um, if it, Obviously, if it fits your goals, you know. Um, again, I feel like, or not that I feel like, I've seen a lot of uh, creatine supplements out there that, you know, with different names or, or whatever gimmick uh, uh, to it or whatever, just, you know, I feel like those are all marketing uh, <clears throat> efforts to push a new product on you. It's, again, creatine is pretty simple, monohydrate, and after that, <laughs> you just go by price. Um, anything else, I think, is uh, is overkill, and you're just, you know, what, uh, what I've heard in the industry, uh, it's just expensive pee at the end of the day. So... Again, creatine, there's not a lot to it <clears throat> as far as, you know, picking which one. It's, I think it's pretty straightforward. That's what I mean by that. Um, and then moving on, um, I take uh, a pre-workout in the form of coffee. <laughs> so there's not a lot of uh, running to the uh, supplement store for that. I just drink my regular coffee every day or, or a shot of espresso before working out. But as of late, I have been... Um, testing or experimenting with a pre-workout that has uh, BCAAs or branched chain amino acids. Um, I do get the jitters if I take a full scoop, not a fan of that, or how it makes me feel really. Um, so I kind of take a third of the uh, of the recommended dose and I feel like that's just right again for me. And that's why I say that you have to experiment and, and tinker with uh, um, these supplements. Um, but yeah, for pre-workout purposes, I think coffee or anything with uh, simple caffeine 
um, pretty uh, pretty straightforward, and you know you'll get uh, a better reward for it. You know, money for money versus reward, rather, or whatever it is. Um, and then from there, just uh, a protein powder. <clears throat> Obviously, if you can after a workout, just you know get a nice meal. That's great, but. If you're, you know, in a rush or you're at, at the office and you, you're able to get a workout in or if you're, you know, if you, there's a, some kind of commute to and from your place of working out. In my case, there isn't workout at home. But again, when I'm at the office, there's a gym there and I try to get a workout in whenever I can. I do take a protein shake. I feel that. Um, again, I'm not a, uh, an expert in this, but they say that there's a uh, metabo- quote-unquote metabolic window. <laughs> I'm not too sure about that. You're supposed to take uh, or, or intake um, protein. But I feel like as long as you know within the hour you get a, a nice serving of protein, you should be good. Um, in my case, I do take uh, a, uh, a protein shake. Um, the one I like or the one I've been using for the last, I don't know, six months maybe a year even is the jocko uh brand it's called jocko mulk um i do like the ingredients it feels pretty clean it doesn't get me bloated or anything like that um prior to that i was using dimatize i'll put the link uh to both of those and you can find it on amazon as well um and then at that point it's just a matter of a flavor and price point they're pretty similar on our price point flavor i do tend to lean more towards a Jocko brand just because it's uh, naturally sweetened um, there's no and it doesn't really taste sugary it's not super sweet which I like whereas the Dimatize one the flavors were incredible but it's you do taste the sugar um, uh, but again I feel like both of those brands are, are pretty good um, in, in the current industry <clears throat> and it does fit my price point or my budget so I think uh, sticking to the basics or sticking to something simple is the way to go just because again you don't you don't want to be adding you know a a laundry list of supplements to your routine because then it obviously is going to take time away from your from your uh from your workout and then obviously like when it comes to your nutrition and and whatnot i feel like it's just it's just one more thing that you need to do so i like to keep it pretty simple and straightforward so it's there's really no thinking behind it. Again, it's a protein shake, and I mix the creatine with it, so it's pre-prepped. So <laughs> again, it's just a shake. I just add water and done. So I have my creatine. <clears throat> sorry, I have my creatine and my protein powder, all in one, and then obviously my coffee, which I take anyways if I'm working out or not. Um, but as of late, I have been messing around with a uh, a pre-workout, which again, I will. Uh, I'm not gonna uh, add it in the show notes on this episode but let me get a little bit more experience and then uh and i'll give you some feedback on that and i'll tell you which one it is now uh <laughs> the cool thing why am i talking about this during the olympics and the crossfit games well in the olympics we've seen a few athletes quote-unquote getting popped um, most notably at least for me is uh the brazilian olympic weightlifter fernando reese He's a really big dude. I've actually seen him in person lifting. And again, he's Brazilian. I'm Brazilian. So I kind of hit home on that one. And he got, um, or he pissed hot or he popped or whatever, or he failed the drug test um, for some kind of anabolic or hormone or whatever, whatever it was. I don't know the name of it right now, but it was one of those steroids, um, which is unfortunate. But I do feel that Again, before we all start pointing fingers and criticizing somebody for doing that, I also feel that you need to understand that these drugs, they're not 
miraculous meaning they're not going to make you strong overnight you do have to wake up early have your 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 regimen of you know your sleep your your working out and your nutrition all in place you do have to put in the work it's just that you yield bigger and better results because of those drugs so you can't take away somebody's uh blood sweat and tears and all of that hard work because they took a drug yes that drug can set you apart and can you know get you that medal or or get you that sponsorship or, or the money and that's where i feel like the the line needs to be drawn because again it's taking you away from somebody who might not be taking a banned substance and you kind of are taking away their you know their their livelihood or, or their paycheck or their or their rent money or their mortgage money you know i mean a lot of these olympic athletes they don't make a ton of money they make money with you know other things with their sponsorships or businesses they have on the side or, or endorsements or whatever it is so again it's it's a fine line there but um again the hard work was put in it's just that you do get added benefit for taking uh these drugs so that was highly unfortunate and then we also have instances in the crossfit space where a few years back we had ricky garrard who is an australian athlete who i believe took second or third well, anyways, he podiumed and he he edged another athlete who was um, uh, completely clean, who edged him off the the podium. So he never that athlete who was edged off never got to experience that 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 glory of actually podium um, because somebody who was on uh, on a, uh, a performance enhancement uh, took that away from him. You know, obviously that person had to give give their money back, whatever. But um, again, it, there's a lot of things that you take away from somebody else, and that, that's where why it's not not fair. But having said all those things, now I'm gonna focus a little bit on CrossFit because that is my specialty. Um, I <laughs> this is gonna sound a little controversial, but I do think on a personal level that a lot of these athletes they probably should be on something because a lot of these uh, CrossFit Games workouts are insane. They seem a little too crazy. Um, I've been saying this for years and I, hopefully I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm wrong, but I feel like some someday somebody's going to die. You know, it, it might seem a little tragic or, or a little too dramatic, but it's, it's just absurd. You know, you're doing like a long distance event, you know, like an endurance event in the morning, and then you're coming in and later in the day and you're doing like a weightlifting uh, uh, competition, you know, and then, you know, the next day you're doing some crazy uh, workout with pull-ups and heavy weights and climbing ropes, whatever, 20 feet high. So there's a lot of things that, you know, that are in place with these workouts. Yes, I do understand that you're trying to see who's the fittest. And then obviously in the Olympics, you want to see who's the best in the world. Well, CrossFit as well, you want to see who's the best in the world. But uh, again, CrossFit, you're not specific to one thing. They're trying to find the best across multiple spaces. Whereas the Olympics, that's why you have the designations of different sports. You know, you're looking for that, the, the, the apex athlete in that specific sport you know so whatever sailing or gymnastics or whatever horseback riding whatever the case may be so again going back to crossfit here um there's a lot going on and there's a lot of stress on the body that i do feel that you know maybe these guys should be on something so there could be some longevity for these athletes <laughs> i mean if you look at it who are the uh, the ogs in crossfit you know you're looking at jason kalipa retired um, he was in the space, in the CrossFit space since, I want to say 2008. Um, 
I believe 2008. We're in 2021. So, you know, that's over a decade. And I think he's been retired for quite some time now. So well, maybe he was in, in, in the CrossFit Games uh, world for what, maybe a decade, which is phenomenal. I think in any sport being at the top of the top for 10 years is huge. So thankfully he was able to get out of the of the games and and super healthy, super successful. He has a, a whole CrossFit business, whatever. That's again for a whole other, whole other podcast. But he had longevity. But then you look at other athletes who might not have had that longevity. Um, again, I think there are some other athletes who had their peak or they showed up at the games, you know, maybe like once or twice and then gone. Like, what are they doing? Why are they not there anymore? Are they not as fit or did their priority shift? Because, you know, maybe there wasn't a lot of money in it or whereas, you know, now it seems like there is some kind of incentive because you're having a lot more sponsors and you have bigger names uh, and you have, you know, a bigger price purse if you win the games. And obviously it kind of trickles down now where, I think it goes down to the 20th athlete still gets some kind of a of a payment or something. I could be wrong. Whereas in the past is only the top three and that's it. You know, so it's very it's a very tough space to be in. Um, so just g- coming back to uh, the whole supplements thing. Not saying that everybody's on it. I'm not saying that nobody's on it. It's just a very gray area. And again, these are all my personal opinions. Um, but the fact that we have seen athletes both men and women from both the individual space and the um teams uh space have been getting uh quote-unquote caught with taking uh enhancements and and uh, supplement enhancements or whatever it just goes to show that now the field or the space is highly competitive i mean it's always been competitive but now it's like super competitive because there's a lot more money on the line um and i think you'll find that with any sport really if there's money in it there's somebody trying to quote unquote cheat their way to the top now cheat their way is you know they're just edging somebody out because the like i said earlier the work still needs to be put in you still have to come in you know day in and day out seven days a week it has to be your profession it has to be what you do it has to be your priority whether you're taking something or not the level of commitment has it has to be the same otherwise you just won't succeed you won't make it to the top uh, now, having said that, you have athletes like Rich Froning, who still active, just on the teams. Now he's on, on not on uh, individuals. Still, you know, winning. He's what thirty three, I think. Something like that, thirty three, thirty five. I, I don't know, thirty three, I think. Um, still pretty dominant, you know. And I think he has that longevity, and he has had, you know, some considerable uh, knee injuries as of late. You know, once you reach thirty, things don't work as they used to when you were twenty. Um, but he was pretty dominant in the individuals and making that shift to the teams um again for personal reasons and also um on one of the interviews i I listened to he said that now he gets to share some of that weight and it's a little bit more um relieving or relaxing for him uh the stress of uh of being at the games so he gets to kind of share that burden with uh with the other athletes so again so he's still competitive he's i guess he's still hungry to to win or you know he likes to win you know who doesn't um so he's still in in the crossfit games uh space he still qualifies uh with the teams and i think he did not podium just once and that was the year that the wasatch brutes shout out to my buddy brennan who was on that team and they, they edged off uh rich Rody's team the the mayhem so that was pretty cool to watch um but yeah so again he has longevity in in, in the sport and he's never failed a drug test never 
um you know so good for him you know whether he is on something he's able to cheat his way or or not whatever more power to him but i, I feel like he does a phenomenal job and uh, uh and again i'm not saying he's taking anything just you know whatever and you do have athletes that you know as of recently um this last week or so a team that had qualified for the crossfit games one of the female athletes um failed a drug test now whether you know she quote unquote knowingly took something or not it's i guess we just won't know because a lot of these athletes are saying that oh you know my creatine or whatever supplement i was taking was contaminated but again for for the for the, for the contamination to happen i think it's it, the amount would not be um again i don't know uh, but i want to say that the amount would not be enough for you to test positive but again i don't know how those tests work or how much they're looking at of the sample and how many milligrams you need to have for it to, to show again i don't know but it's <laughs> i i feel like it's super sketchy to say that oh you know uh, oh I, I ate whale meat and you know it was contaminated with something or, or or whatever you know there's a lot of uh uh articles that i've read that people said oh i ate meat that had you know uh hormones or steroids in it or, or whatever and i'm like i find it a little absurd um because again if you eat i think if you eat if it's cooked up to a certain degree i think it kills most of those uh uh, hormones again correct me if i'm wrong send me a message or whatever but i think it, it, it uh it, it kills most of those uh, compounds you know if it's uh cooked properly um again so having said all these things i think it's pertinent for me to reference a documentary on netflix called icarus <laughs> where again uh long story short it it's this uh they follow this uh, this athlete who decided to to compete clean, meaning no steroids or, or supplements of that nature that are illegal, versus competing on uh, steroids. Through that journey, he ends up reaching out to uh, to this Russian scientist. I think he was the head of the doping committee in Russia or, or something to that effect, and. In a nutshell, basically everybody on the Russian Olympic team was on something, uh, something illegal, on some kind of a performance enhancing drug. And they were able to bypass or circumnavigate all of the, uh, the testing. They had a whole testing facility on how not to get caught. And I think that they said that the only team that did, or one of the only teams uh, of athletes that were not on uh, performance enhancing were um, figure skaters um for whatever reason i i, I forget what, what what it escapes me now the reason why but again that was the only sport that they were not uh doping so it's it's nuts again it's it's worth a uh it's worth the uh the two hours of the documentary it's, it's really cool it's really interesting and enlightening to say the least um so again i'm excited to see the uh, crossfit games this week and continue uh following on with the olympics i think that if just making to those two uh, events. If you if you're an athlete and you make it to the Olympics, or if you're an athlete in the CrossFit space and you make it to the CrossFit Games, just by making it there, I think you're at the you're at the cream of the crop. Um, now, having said all of that, the work, the effort that you put in, will show. Now, if you're doping or not, it's just again, it, it might be like. I don't think I don't think that if you're doping, you're gonna be 
be at the bottom of, of the of the pack you're probably going to be somewhere at the top but you're going to edge out like what a few seconds on a, on a 400 meter or you know maybe a few pounds on the weightlifting but again the work still needs to be put in you still got to sweat you still got to you still got to um uh log in your hours you know so but again i digress i digress it's just a matter of what i wanted to get to was just you know supplements there's a lot out there you got to do your homework i like to keep it simple and straightforward don't get caught in the trap of the magic pill because that does not exist there's no such thing i want to say i heard it from tim ferris also he has a great podcast the tim ferris show um i think he said i think it was him that said this he, he probably coined this term or, or somebody did that was on his podcast um that says there's no biological free ride <laughs> meaning if you take something there is you, there is a price that you're going to pay now how much of that price are you willing to pay is up to you that's what i'm saying i think you need to stick or you should stick with the basics and the most studied um supplements like i was saying creatine uh protein powders obviously buy what you can afford and the best quality of that and again if you if you want some kind of pre-workout find something with caffeine or just drink coffee like i do i think it works great does wonders uh, that's the point of the podcast um so like like i was saying earlier just keep it simple keep it straightforward don't get into the trap of of these marketing promises of oh you'll lose all this weight or you gain all this strength or whatever yeah it's really cool to see you know these jack dudes and ripped chicks on on magazines and you know on, on labels of products or whatever but um they're not just taking that one supplement that you're trying to to buy thinking that it's going to give you that result you know it's something called sweat equity um as corny as that might sound it's you know people are putting in the work every single day like it's their job and a lot of them it is their job so having said that uh this is episode number five please rate and review let me know what you think um check out my instagram at garage training athletics cool merch link in the bio get some cool shirts superpowers and prs are included in your shirts um and as usual make time for wellness or you'll be forced to make time for illness thank you <laughs>